Hey everybody, Saul Marquez with the Outcomes Rocket here, welcoming you back to another episode of our podcast. Today, I am privileged to have the outstanding Maria Filipova on the podcast. She is a serial entrepreneur, activated patient with a track record of building and scaling businesses within established organizations. Her work allows organizations to dynamically sense, validate, and deploy new solutions and disrupt and disruptive business models. She uh, is the chief innovation officer at the largest oral health grant maker in the country and a leading research and health improvement organization, CareQuest Institute for Oral Health. Maria leads the for-profit arm of the Institute CareQuest Innovation Partners, where she oversees a 4 million early stage impact investing fund, a first of its kind accelerator, Smile Health, as well as a number of partnerships and market-ready solutions aimed at improving oral health for all. She served as the VP of Innovation at Anthem, now known as Elevance Health, the second largest health insurer in the US. She was recognized by Business Insider as one of 30 leaders under 40 transforming healthcare and also serves on the board of Harvard Business School Association in Boston. We're gonna have a great talk on her work. And uh, with that, I wanna invite you to the podcast, Maria. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Saul. Great to be here. Absolutely. So look, we're gonna dive into the very interesting entrepreneurial work, the work that you're doing in oral health, impact investing and beyond. But before we dive into all that great stuff, Maria, why don't you share with us what inspires your work in healthcare? Well, for uh, many of us, being in healthcare is a personal decision. Healthcare continues to be very personal and it's one of the industries that is very, very local. For me, the real transformation as a healthcare leader happened in 2018 when I was diagnosed with a very unique giant kidney tumor. And when I say giant, I really mean the size of a football. It was one of those experiences where I was asymptomatic, living my life, too busy being a consulting executive. And uh, I still remember that Tuesday when I was on my way to catch a flight to Sydney. And I thought I'm just going to squeeze in on one of my doctor's appointments, you know, the annual visit that we all tend to push further to the next week and the next week. And so it was one of those visits where the doctor just said, you know what, we probably need to get an ultrasound. And then an MRI followed and then another MRI and then uh, multiple doctor visits figured out that I had a substantial tumor, angiomyolipoma, um, 26 by 28 by 18 centimeters. Holy smokes. In my abdomen. So my entire anatomy was shifted to make room for this mass. Were you feeling sick? I mean, were you feeling symptoms? It's that's, that's the thing. I was asymptomatic and I was living again, consulting lifestyle. I was on a plane on the road a lot. And it's, it was my first realization of the power of the human body to arrive at some sort of equilibrium, even when there are external foreign things in you. And I was really the first awakening that I had and, and gave me a front row seat as a patient that was in a very N of one type of situation where th- those types of tumors don't necessarily grow more than three centimeters. And at 30, I was absolutely in one of those 
let's call it unique situation where medical literature or experience really didn't have any options for me. And so that was the point where I really needed to take on a much more active role in my own health and in the care that I was receiving. And it's, again, fast forward years later, I am fully recovered. I managed to keep both my kidneys and I am exceptionally grateful to the amazing team of physicians, surgeons, oncologists in Mass General here in Boston who made that happen. But again, this, that Tuesday morning, that flight that I missed is still very real in, in my mind at any time I get on a call with, with somebody and they said, you know what, we haven't done this before. Maria, what you're trying to do is not really how we do things here. And that's, that's what, that's what triggers that patient in me that says, that's not good enough. Right. Um, So that's what fuels me as a, as a patient and as an executive transforming things in healthcare today. Well, Maria, I'm glad you're here with us. Uh, What a traumatic experience. And, um, you know, you navigated that very difficult situation. You're, you made it alive and, and that's given you a a, a new set of, um, I'm sure, beliefs and frameworks and and standards to, to, to do what you do. And so you are, are bold in your approach and, and obviously pushing the boundaries to, to help us grow to where we need to go as a healthcare system. Let's, let's, uh, let's dig in a little bit on, on CareQuest and, and, and some of the work that you do there. What, what would you say the company and the organization do to add value to the healthcare ecosystem? CareQuest is a very unique portfolio of assets and a very unique umbrella of an organization that is deeply committed to its mission of improving oral health for all. And as you mentioned in your intro, I am serving as the executive at the CareQuest Institute for Oral Health, which is the nonprofit that's that's behind one of the leading research on um, oral health, integrated care, how oral health impacts our overall health, and our and, and the ability to really build capacity at local community level to allow for equitable, accessible, and integrated care. And within that umbrella organization of the nonprofit, we have seeded a for-profit entity that allows us to be agile, quick, and really support the cutting-edge innovations that could transform health through oral health solutions. What's really mind-boggling to me as a patient and executive is that even though up to 80% of clinical outcomes are driven by non-clinical factors, like your, your nutrition, where you live, your lifestyle, your dental care, we still, as a system, pay very little attention to that interconnected nature of all these factors. And so at CareQuest Innovation Partners, the reason for that organization is truly to validate and scale those innovative solutions that bridge the gap, the silo between dental and medical care, and do that effectively, not only for the commercial markets and for the people like you and me, Saul, but for the most hard to reach areas and underserved communities, right? And so that continues to be the mission that drives the organization that happens to be very strongly aligned with my own personal beliefs as a transformation catalyst and and somebody who's looking to bridge silos, actively bridge silos in healthcare. 
great, Maria. I, I appreciate you sharing that. And you know, that that connection between oral health and physical health and mental health, it's like, why don't we connect the dots better here, people, right? And, and so, and, and honestly, like when you and I first talked uh, before our, our interview a couple of weeks ago, you know, the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh my God, like, well, of course, right? Mental health, physical health, the, the, the gut biome, physical health, it's another entry point. And, and what happens in, in your oral health is, is very significant. So, but it's important that we highlight that. And, and, and so share with us a little bit about how, what you guys are doing there to, to, to improve healthcare outcomes. Yeah. I mean, the first thing is, and you said it right. Um, the first thing we tried to do is we tried to bring the mouth back into the body when it comes to our, uh, when it comes to contextualizing health and care. And so when we, when we think about oral health and its connection to diabetes management and cardiovascular health, and for those of your listeners who are uh, considering to becoming mothers or pregnant and or pregnancies, there are connected connections between oral care and preterm labor. And so there's so many established clinical linkages between the, the care we, we take, the our oral health and our overall health in some of the most costly, pervasive chronic diseases. Um, And so to me, I see my role not necessarily as continuously looking for those linkages. I think they are there. My role is really to be able to action those clinical connections in a meaningful way that a provider, a health plan, or frankly, even a patient could do something about. Right. And so when we talk about things like another example on the clinical side is sleep health. Obstructive sleep apnea is one of the most common undiagnosed conditions in the U.S. today. It impacts your mental health. It impacts your cardiovascular health. And yet the treatment is is compliance is terrible because, as you can imagine, it includes one of those very clunky CPAP machines, CPAP machines yeah. and they do great job in treating the, uh, the condition. However, compliance is, is rough, right? It's, it's tough to get and get to bed with, with that, with that contraption on your face. And so there are multiple options that allow us to bring the, the, the tools of treatments from the dental office, something as simple of, as a mandibular device, like a mouth guard, that keeps your airway open and allows you to get some of that needed oxygen to your brain rather than having the, the CPAP machine. And we don't necessarily, we as a, as a healthcare system community and extended care team don't necessarily bring the, all of these options to the patients because we all look through the lens of our own individual silos, mm-hmm. specialized silos. Yeah. So that's, Again, very broad strokes. That's one of the things we're really looking to do. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Thank you, Maria. And and look, we, we're all guilty of, uh, and I was just thinking about this while you were sharing with us all, Maria, the, the, the silo, siloed nature. I mean, there's a different, like health plans are different than dental plans. You know, like dentists that are physicians are different than even a, a cranial maxillofacial physician that, that does work in the same arena. 
it's so siloed. And, and I love that you guys are working to bring it all together. And so these types of activities, mental health, for example, had had its uphill battle. I feel like more people are starting to understand the linkages. But when you're taking on these types of shifts and thinking and status quo, it comes with challenges. Can you share with any setbacks you've experienced and a key learning that's come from that? Well, frankly, the first and most pervasive setback is really awareness and patient awareness, patient empowerment. And that translates actually across the board. Dentists and physicians, even when they're trying to do the right thing, change is difficult. Our systems, the way we have set up our EHRs, our workflows are not set up to be agile or uh, flexible. And so change is hard, especially for a system that was designed to be ultra-specialized and, and, and complex, right? And so to me, that's the first barrier. The other barrier is that I actually believe that uh, dental care and integrated care between dental and medical care is one of the most overlooked opportunity in health today, even from an investor point of view. And so as an investor in startups and as a board member in some of these early stage startups, I'm looking at, let's say, even though the total spend dental accounts for about 4% of the total spend in care between 2019 and 2021 is when I think we did the the, the analysis, only 1% to 1.2% of investments goes in dental solutions. And so there is a distinct mismatch between the investment funding. I think the pendulum is swinging. I think that's definitely changing. But I do believe that that awareness not only applies to patients, providers, but also to the investor community. And that's my other invitation to the listeners out there who are investors who are looking at digital health, who are looking at health overall, to think about those integrated health opportunities. Same thing with entrepreneurs. We want your brilliant ideas that might apply in retail, that might apply in medical care. We want to see them on the dental side as well. That's a great call out. Folks, have you considered the dental space? It is healthcare. And I know you're thinking about it. <laughs> so if you have questions on it, there happens to be a, a 40 million early stage impact investing fund that Maria is uh, is in charge of. Make sure you check out the show notes of our podcast today and you explore the options that are there um, because there's there's some opportunities there. And I think some unturned stones in a potentially sleepy sleepy market. So great, great call outs there, Maria. You know, you, you spent a lot of your career in innovation. What would you say is one healthcare trend or tech that's going to change healthcare as we know it today? My sound is a broken record, but uh, I do believe that integration across silos is what we need. We need more cross-disciplinary thinkers who are brave enough to, uh, to look across the, the, you know, the narrowly ingrained training and status quo that they've had in the last couple of years. So that's number one. I also believe that that integration across disciplines applies for technologies as well. I see the convergence of AI, blockchain, AR, and VR coming together in service of that one use case. Because at the end of the day, the patient truly doesn't care whether we're solving their pain point with blockchain, AI, or quantum computing, 
or frankly, pencil and paper, right? As long as the solution works, as long as they're, they're getting the care that they need in an equitable and integrated way. So to me, I would look not only at a single technology, but I would look at how technologies come together in service of the pain points that we need to get solved for. Yeah. And you know, that, that really inspires some thought in me and folks think about it this way too. You have a business, you have a focus, but what if you expanded the focus of that business to include an integrated approach across maybe an angle that you haven't thought about? There could potentially be a, a windfall opportunity there for you in the approach. So a, a great call out, Maria, really appreciate that insightful approach. Hey, you know, just as, a, as an aside, what, what are your thoughts on NFTs? <laughs> I'm still looking for the killer use case. There's some opportunities when it comes to mental care. So I believe in AR, VR as a, as a way to aid in mental health. One of the companies in our Smile Health Accelerator is in fact using AR, VR to substitute or completely replace local anesthesia for some outpatient procedures. And so I think the opportunity for what we now call what what 3.0 or meta is there. But again, it needs to be grounded on what is the utility, the instant utility that we would derive from it today. And in healthcare, we don't have the privilege to say, oopsie, my bad, right? This is the stakes are too high to, to try something that we're not 100% clear on the, yep. on the utility or clinical validity. That's fair. Thank you. Well, look, this has been an awesome interview. I've really enjoyed your your thoughts here, Maria, and, and folks, I know you have too. Why don't you leave us with the closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could connect with you, follow your work, learn more about the Impact Investing Fund, et cetera. The closing thought would probably be connected to, it really goes back to embracing experimentation as the fastest way to learn and and drive change at scale. The biggest difference between healthcare and some of the other industries is that other industries like retail and leaders like Amazon and Apple have figured out a way how to leverage data to reliably, safely, and quickly experiment and kill things that don't work. And so my parting thought and invitation to the healthcare leaders out there is to really rethink the utility of experimentation and remind them that if an experiment works 100% of the time, then that's not really your experiment. So that's my that's my parting thought and would love to continue the conversation. For those of you who are looking to get involved in the work around accelerating early stage startups, please go to carequestinnovation.com slash smile and you could reach me on LinkedIn or uh, Twitter. And by the way, uh, Saul, it's been great talking to you. And as a gift to all our listeners, I want to invite them to our special showcase of the five transformative startups that we have been accelerating over the last 15 weeks with Smile Health, our accelerator. And we are hosting a demo day at the Boston Museum of Science on September 13th. Details to follow, but please check the link at the end of this podcast and contact me to be part of our VIP attendees in person or virtually. See you in Boston. Love it, Maria. 
really appreciate your your closing thoughts there. And folks, as mentioned earlier, we'll leave all of the ways to connect with Maria, learn more about CareQuest in the show notes. So make sure you go there, click on them. It'll lead you straight to where you want to go and what you want to learn. Maria, really appreciate you and the work you're doing and for sharing your story. Thank you.